we had never even touched or kissed someone else. And we decided we were just going to go all in. Um, double penetration. Oh, yes. For the first time. Yes, we did um, that. Seriously, so we- Amelia, you forgot about the double penetration. <laughs> <laughs> How could I forget about that? <laughs> right, it's kind of an important detail. I know. Well, oh, yeah. my God. This beautiful woman answered the door in lingerie. Right? We were, like We were like, wow, this is our life. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> I wanted to step back and watch. So I used, you know, a vibrator, I think. And then I really mm-hmm. just went into it because mm-hmm. it was so hot to actually see. We not only experienced, you know, watching each other kiss somebody for the first time that night. Um, we got invited to a really cool party where you know people are walking around naked. And, yeah. <laughs> and these are very kind of surreal things for us. Amelia had her first um, girl-to-girl experience that mm-hmm. night where she had sex with oh. another woman while I watched. And how, mm-hmm. oh, wait, well, okay, stop, mm-hmm. slow yeah. down. Are people yeah. like walking around naked with a lanyard on? <laughs> <laughs> you don't really know how you're going to react until it happens. You think you're going to be fine. You're prepared. You think it's going to be hot. And then it happens. And then you feel like this rush of intense emotion that you weren't prepared for. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you're about to hear are intended for mature audiences. If adult themes are offensive to you, well, grow up. So dirty talk, so sex talk. Yeah, it it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) And you find it a turn-on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guests today are a married couple, happily married for 16 years. Amelia is 36. James is 42. They tell me they grew up very religious. In fact, Amelia was a missionary. And we're not talking about the position. Uh, They've started swinging and are now in a poly triad with another woman and exploring. Wow. Okay, so you were a missionary. Tell me a little bit about that. Even hearing you say that out loud just makes me giggle. Like, it's so funny to, to think of how far we've come. Yeah. So I personally grew up in a very, um, religious, I would say borderline cultish life with my family. And then by the time I was 17, I was traveling, doing missionary work because that's what you do. So that's the direction I went. But when I came back, I knew that that wasn't for me. I needed to. I needed to expand my horizons elsewhere. And that's right around the time when I met my husband. So um, life took a drastic change. James, did you grow up in a religious uh, family? Yeah, I did. Um, so my family was very, very Christian. And um, I mean, my dad was like a, a, you know, a youth music pastor. So, so we mm-hmm. both grew up kind of in that, you know, that religious side of things. Um, my family was a little bit more open, like sexually open. And they were kind of like the do as I say, not as I do. My family was was definitely more open-minded with regard to sexuality and, than hers was. So girl meets boy, they fall in love, they get married. How would you describe your sex life before you got into this wild stuff? About four or five years ago, um, I was traveling a lot for work and I was thinking the idea of non-monogamy wasn't even a thing in my head. We have a great sex life already. How do we figure out how to talk about it? How do we expand? As the years go on and we you know reach... 20 years of marriage and 30, so on and so forth, we need to be able to grow together. So Mm -hmm. I was seeking a lot of new ways to try to figure out how I could help Amelia in some ways, maybe communicate differently about it, or maybe somebody else could help her. 
and I stumbled across um, some podcasts. I brought this home to her and I said, hey, I, I kind of stumbled across this podcast and I'm not saying I want to do this, <laughs> but I want you to at least listen to how they were able to talk to each other. Tell me about what you discovered about yourselves that you didn't know once you started opening up. I had dated a girl in my late teens and I had had one or two fantasies back then um, of seeing her with somebody else. So that does turn me on. At the time, I wasn't jealous. Um, I didn't really care for her, you know, as much as, as obviously I do my wife, but, but that fantasy did turn me on. So I thought I was weird. Um, I thought I was abnormal. And so I thought, you know, this idea when I was growing up that every guy would say, don't look at my, don't look at my wife or I'm going to kill you. And for me, it was like the opposite. I like the idea of, of somebody that I care about and love with somebody else actually really turns me on. And it took me years and years and years, I think, to think through that. I did research on it. You know, is this normal? Is there something wrong with me? So I think the biggest thing for myself is I'm learning. I have learned that I'm much more adventurous than I gave myself credit for, I think, and that it's really empowering. You know, it was really scary for so many years before I opened my mind up to the possibilities of being non-monogamous. Um, and then I realized that if you, the second you push through that fear, beautiful things happen. Our first journey into this was about two years ago into Nadia in New Orleans. That was our intro, by the way. We just our decided, yeah, we had never even touched or kissed someone else. And we decided we were just going to go all in. And we booked wow. a trip to Nadia, New Orleans, because we were like, you know what? Make it or break it. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. So we went from like never even thinking about kissing somebody to, you know, a week later, we're at Nadia, New Orleans. So yeah. that was kind of our first journey into this. And we had our first experience there with some beautiful people. Um, we weren't jealous. And, you know, so it was we thought, amazing. Yeah, it was really interesting. And, but it was, it was purely, so for us, it was purely like, how do we just, you know, add to our sex life and make great friends? And okay, cool. yeah, hold on ahead. one second, you <laughs> <Sure>. two. <laughs> you just made like going to naughty New Orleans, like a trip to the supermarket. <laughs> Tell me actually what happened. Like, you know, because like I've never been. And for anyone mm -hmm. who's listening, who's never been because that event come, you know, comes up a lot in, in, in our mm -hmm. interviews. But what was it? What did you experience? What was it like? We were both tired of being around vanilla people 24-7. I'm just going to say it. Like, it's really, it got exhausting to be around people so much that we love wonderful people, but you can't talk about certain things or they're closed-minded about certain things. Or you can talk about A, B, and C, but don't talk about the rest. And so we really wanted to expose ourselves into a different environment of people who are open-minded and free. So that's what we dove into. And when we got there, oh my God, that's what we got. <laughs> it yeah. is just come as you are and no pun intended or pun intended, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, very, I think it was very eye opening for us. We had never been to a sex club. I think we had been to a strip club t maybe twice in our yeah. whole marriage. So yeah, it was somewhat of a shock, but you know, oddly it felt uh, oddly normal. normal. Yeah. I mean, you've probably heard these things, but you know, there are young people there, you know, old people there, you know, ages 20 to 80. I think our first experience, you know, we were kind of wide eyed walking into our hotel room with our luggage and we met this person that is still friends of ours today. But, but he said, oh, my gosh, you guys. Hey. And he gave us his card and he was the kindest, most open. And we thought, wow, we we had a better conversation with this mm -hmm. awesome guy for 15 minutes than maybe we've had in some cases with friends that we've, you know, neighbors that we've had for five years. Yeah. And so that was really interesting. And so, yeah, I mean, we we not only experienced, you know, watching each other kiss somebody for the first time that night. 
um, we got invited to a really cool party where you know people are walking around naked. And, yeah. <laughs> and these are very kind of surreal things for us. Uh, Amelia had kind of always been the one that's been hesitant. But when we had a situation, we had dinner with a really beautiful couple and they're still friends today. And they said, we'd love for you guys to come back to our room with us. And Amelia and I got into the elevator and said, we're going to talk about this. And so we went back to our room and, and I said, oh my gosh, I don't know if we he should do this. <laughs> Amelia said, come on, you only live once. Let's go for it. I was like, no, we're going to that room. Yeah, let's yeah. go. So uh, that's, I think that's when things shifted in our marriage a little bit. Um, yeah. So that was a little bit of context to about 10 months ago, we met a couple. They uh, live in the Pacific Northwest and they we started chatting with them and they said, we're going to fly down here. They came down for you know a weekend. We had a great time with them and we started to build a, a great friendship with them. And to answer your original question about jealousy, we realized that we jealousy isn't really a thing sexually, but yeah. it does, you know, when, when emotions get involved, we, we built a very strong friendship with this couple and specifically with the woman. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were some bumps in all of us growing and figuring out what this was and what do we call it. And mm-hmm. we do care about you as friends, but we love our spouses. And so there's all these dynamics. And so, yeah, we had a weekend where she flew down here to see us. And there were a lot of awesome moments, but there was some bumpy moments. <laughs> and we kind of came out of that weekend with some jealousy. Oh, we for sure. Yes. Okay, for hold, sure. hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> yes. on. this guy. So when you're saying bumpy moments, like, what are you talking about? You don't really know how you're going to react until it happens. You think you're going to be fine. <laughs> you're prepared. You think it's going to be hot. And then it happens. And then you feel like this rush of intense emotion that you weren't prepared for. And that was really, really hard for me because we had started this journey feeling like, for sure, this is just sex. Um, I'm so turned on watching you. You're turned on watching me. Let's do it together. This is great. But as soon as we started forming a real relationship with somebody who's amazing and we love, there were so many moments in that journey and probably still are, to be honest with you, where you go... Oh my God, like, is this normal? Like, is it normal for my husband to be out on a phone call for an hour or two with someone else? Um, whatever it is, there's a, a million little things that pop up that you don't ever have to think about until you're in that situation. Amelia gets very, very turned on watching me mm-hmm. with, with people and I do with her too. So, you know, it's this interesting thing because the first night she watched me with her and we had, you know, wonderful sex on Friday night and Amelia was on the other bed. So turned on. Turned on and enjoying yourself. Yeah. Just watching? Well, I was part of it for at first. And right. then I wanted to step back and watch. So I used, you know, a vibrator, I think. And then I really mm-hmm. just went into it because mm-hmm. it was so hot to actually see mm-hmm. you with her. But I think, you know, after that experience, we had these conversations about, you know. Oh, that was really intense. Yeah, it was just, it, that was in a really intense situation. And so I'm turned on by it, but I also saw you maybe kiss her differently than you've kissed other people. And some of these different dynamics were just first time for us, you know, of of really figuring out what does this all mean and and kind of navigating through that, learning how to navigate through that. All right. I've got so many questions. Oh, God. (laughs) We have so many answers. (laughs) I need to go back to this Nadia New Orleans event. Is it like a convention? Do you check in? Is it held at a big hotel? What is the event like? And then when you get there... Are there planned events? Do you go to a party? Is everyone naked? Like, I I, I have no concept of what this thing is like. Well, okay. So let's just describe that for a second. It is a hotel takeover. 
this is a planned event. You walk into the hotel, you get your badge, you get your room, and then there are multiple events that you can attend on this three to four. To, I think it goes up to five days. Mm-hmm. We went to, for example, um, an anal like a porn star class, and there are multiple classes that you can take. They have bar takeovers and competitions that you can go to. You can go to at nighttime, they have different rooms and playrooms that you can walk around in. And it's all within a certain area. So people are coming and going and going to their parties or their rooms where they're hosting parties. The possibilities are endless. You're basically on your own agenda saying, okay, I'm going to see these people, or we're going to go to this class, we're going to go to this bar. But there's always a buzz. There's always something happening. Are people like walking around (laughs) naked with a lanyard on? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not not quite in the beginning. But, you know, what's so interesting is, yeah, good question. Um, No, no, not in the hotel. Uh, But, you know, people are already mingling and having cocktails and you're seeing, you know, people get flirtatious even in the first hours there. Right. And so, you know, you're there to make connections. But, you know, there's also people there like us that were there to make connections. but We're also there to learn. So, like she said, we went to an anal like a porn star class, which for some people might say, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But it was very, it, it was informative. It was, it was very really kind cool. of medical <laughs> yeah, really cool. going through the process yeah. of you know, how the body works. And so I think also that makes it palatable in some yes. ways because it's not just this big sex party. I mean, people are, we met some really amazing people there that are still friends today. You know, we had some mentors there that are still friends today. And, you know, it's sure it's a sexual environment. And of course, you know, you can go to the playrooms at night and that's definitely a sexual environment. But mm-hmm. there's such a high level of respect for everybody that we met. I mean, nobody's pushy. Uh, people are there to have sexual experiences in a lot of cases. And so you know that that's on the table. Okay, so this was like your first intro into the lifestyle is, is you go to this huge event. Um, mm-hmm. And did you like, did you play right away? The first night we made out with a couple people. And then that was really fun. And we went back and talked about it. Like, was that weird for you? No. Was it weird for you? Not at all. That was really fun. So we were open to kind of pushing it a little a little bit more. When we actually had a date with another couple and it went so well, we really enjoyed the conversation. That was, I think, night two or three. Mm-hmm. And that's when it just clicked for us. And we thought, well, yeah, let's, let's do this. Like we found people that we actually are mm-hmm. having a connection with. And the time is now. Let's try this out. They were a very like wonderful couple. They're an experienced couple and just amazing. So that's even yeah. from the second that we walked into their room, the temperature was perfect. Was she, perfect. I mean, the, this beautiful woman answered the door in lingerie. Like we, like we were like, wow, this is our life. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> First of all, we kind of get cold too. So I was like, wow, this is like a perfect 81 <laughs> yeah. degrees in here. Yeah. Couldn't um, get any better. <laughs> so, you know, we walk in, the lighting's perfect. But most importantly, they were so respectful and yes. amazing. There's not pushy, just kind, wonderful people that and sexy. Yeah, there's one and incredibly, incredibly sexy people, wonderful people. But yeah, Amelia had her first um girl girl experience that mm-hmm. night where she had sex with oh. another woman while I watched. And how mm-hmm. oh wait, well, okay, stop, mm-hmm. slow yeah. down. Um, are you so you're you would before this you would have identified as straight, Amelia? Oh, for sure. I was I was really not thinking that I would ever be bi. I thought I would probably just have fun experimenting and playing with women a little bit. I thought it was hot, but I definitely consider myself bi now. And that was the first situation where I thought she was so wonderful and so beautiful. And I found it so easy to get naked and have sex and Mm -hmm. do all Mm -hmm. the things. So 
I went, came away from that thinking like, I want more of that. Let's try that again. Yeah. And for me, I mean, we went from like just a couple of years earlier, if you think about this, just even a year earlier of not having many sex conversations in a period of 10 to 12 years to fast forward, I'm sitting in a chair watching my wife have sex with another woman at a sex conference. And so, yeah. so I think for both of us, it's a, it's a, it's a very surreal, you know, so, kind so. of, yeah, kind of situation, right? That you find yourself in. So I think we were both in, a, we were kind of observing. It was a little bit surreal, but we also enjoyed the experience. Oh, for sure. sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. And James, have you changed much? Um, you know, I am definitely straight. Um, I love Amelia's bisexual journey. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some some male friends that are bisexual. I have no problem with it at all. I think it's a beautiful thing. But for me personally, yeah, it just is. It, it's just not my thing. Um, but I think it's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. So I, but you have I, changed I've changed other ways. Yeah, I think my communication has changed. I think, um, and I, I was never really overly kind of machismo growing up. But but I think even some of that of, of how do I view my wife now? You know, not that I ever really viewed her as a possession before, but when you grow up in a Christian environment, there's that you know there's some of that dynamic, and so really me being able to see her grow and come into her not only sexual side as a woman, but but being able to explore that with men and women and do mm-hmm. it freely has been, I think, really beautiful for us. Oh, you know? yeah. You haven't really been in it that long. Mm-hmm. What all have you experienced in that time? You, you kind of went from like super vanilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to... Yeah. Well, so our first experience was soft swap. And then uh, a few yeah. months later, we had, a, we had f- our full, full swap. Full swap. And MFM. We did an MFM, mm-hmm. a threesome with another guy. It was it was a lot of fun, <laughs> and then we had met our oh. girlfriend now. Yeah, um, last year. So um, we out with the MFM. You did um, double penetration. Oh yes, for the first time. Yes, we um, played that. Seriously, so we, Amelia, you forgot about the double penetration. <laughs> <laughs> How could I forget about that? <laughs> right, it's kind of an important detail. I know. Love. Oh yeah. my god. Tell okay, me. so so you went from super vanilla to yeah. soft swap, full swap, MFM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. DP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What else? Orgies. We have not done no, an orgy yet. We have not done an orgy. Yeah. Yet. So we we kind of shifted a little bit more to exploring this dynamic with the three of us and then potentially with the four of us because she's our girlfriend is married to a really wonderful guy and so we're we're exploring that right now Mm -hmm. connection with yeah we're not even sure even what to label that um it's funny we've asked a lot of people and said hey do you think what we're doing is poly and some people say no of course not and then you ask another person they say oh that's totally poly so we would label ourselves polylight where we do care and love people and yeah. we want to value people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're and not polylight. <laughs> we yeah. have, we started coining this term last year because we got into the situation where we were seeing particularly this one woman mm-hmm. and, Caitlin. and we were getting feelings like real feelings for her and caring for her. And that kind of got us to this position of going, well, we're not really swinging. Like this isn't like hooking up. This is like we're investing in who somebody is, getting to know them and love them and have them be part of our lives. So what do you call that? You know, are we wanting to move in with each other and share our kids and our lives? No. But do we love her? Yes. And we want to have a relationship. And you're not exclusive with each other. Well, we're talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. We're talking about it. You got us in the, in the middle of all yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's probably... A point to where we, I, honestly, we have kind of been exclusive without saying we're exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of experiences the last few months. And I think 
we're discussing some of that now. And I think, you know, some of the really complex side of things, and we, we have some wonderful friends that are poly and they moved to the same state and, you know, live together now. Um, and we have other friends that are just, you know, swinging and it's more of like a, a DTF situation. So we've seen all sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I think for now, we're, we're kind of in the middle of this, really trying to figure out for ourselves, you know, what the, what the sweet spot is, you know, what that sweet spot is for us. But we realize we do, we do love this person and we want her in our life. Yeah. And yeah. You met this other couple. Mm-hmm. Did you full swap with this couple? When we met this couple, we had had some bumps with them. And so... Bumps meaning what? Uh, I think the first couple of nights we were together, you know, things were great, but, you know, somebody drank too much. There was these kind of little moments and that weren't perfect. So we thought, we got to do this again. This is so fun. So we, we decided, hey, we're going to go meet him in Colorado. We got this beautiful condo in Breckenridge and we spent three days with them. And there was everything from altitude sickness to, you know, communication problems to, you know, (laughs) spousal tips, you know, and horrible rain. I mean, I mean, we had a lot of fun with them. And we had a lot of play sessions and a lot of almost sex, but we never fully swapped. Exactly. So at that time, he came to us and he said, hey, guys, I'm, I'm dealing with some personal stuff. Um, I need to kind of take a step back from this, but I'm okay if Caitlin wants to continue. But he was processing some things himself, some insecurities yeah. and some challenges that Well, this that is he brand was, new for them yeah, as well. Yeah, brand new for them too. And I, him and I have stayed excellent. For, I mean, he's yeah. one of my best friends. So we were able to kind of talk through this and, and make sure that we're all being respectful. But we moved forward with her. And mm. then after this weekend with the three of us, Amelia had a hard time. And so she came to us and said... I need to take a step back. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit different than what I was expecting. And it's a little bit surreal. And you were feeling some, a lot of different emotions, I think. Yeah. So at that point, you stepped back. <laughs> yeah, we've been a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we all really came together and said, with the three of us, you know, there is something here and we do care and we do love you. We want you in our lives. And so let's figure out how to kind of work through this. And so yeah. we've been communicating through some of that. Um, and then um, this wonderful guy came back in the picture, Dan. Mm-hmm. He came back in the picture a couple of few months ago and said, hey, I, I really processed through a lot of these things and feeling like I'm in a great place. And you and him have kind of re-engaged and we're actually going to be meeting them next week, next week for yeah. oh. a four day. We've got two days scheduled with her and then two days scheduled with the four of us. Yeah. So it'll be a, nice. you know, a time that we haven't seen that. We haven't seen, you know, the four of us haven't been together in six, seven months. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. You sound like you're still, everything is still, like you're still feeling everything out, right? You're kind of really not settled into anything yet with this third person who's part of a couple. You might be like two couples dating each other regularly. Yeah. What do you think? So it's such an interesting thing to figure out because I I have a relationship with her. So does James, obviously. And then we have this relationship with the three of us where we feel like we're just a really nice fit as a triad. It really works out. And sexually, we love that dynamic. We know that we want to move forward with that because we love it. And then (laughs) we're figuring out if I move forward Mm -hmm. with Dan, then how does that work? Do we now kind of do just two couples or do we integrate? I guess the sky's the limit. Like we can kind of figure that out as we go. But the bottom line is, I think it's fun to figure it out. And we can we can kind of write our own story. We can kind of figure, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm a mess, guys. Like, <laughs> listen, listen to me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, I think I think Amelia is saying that it's it's still a learning journey for us. So even though, you know, from we started listening to these podcasts, 
four years ago yeah. to our you know first night in New Orleans a couple of years ago to even now. The reason we got into this is to learn and grow with each other. Yes. And whether it's the first time that we kiss somebody to, you know, going on a, on a three person weekend together, where we're watching each other. We're still learning together and I think growing together. And I think that's the yeah. most important part of like whatever yeah. experience. But yeah, we, I think we are still feeling our way through this and, and even things like if we all move closer to each other, what does that look like? What's enough time? What's too much? What's too little time? And, I think How long to be exclusive for? Right. Yeah. Because there, there's some, you know, so there have been feelings of jealousy at times with, I think, all four of us at times, right? Yeah. Where, you know, the, even the idea of maybe them being with somebody else feels a little uncomfortable. And then you start to think about why am I having that type of emotion? I don't have that emotion for my wife, but I have it for <laughs> yeah. this other person, right? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, so that's a complex, that's a complex thing, right? So. Yeah. I love my wife more than anything on the planet. I think it has to do, you know, this is what we're learning. It has to do yeah. with that bond. And I think in a relationship, you want to build that kind of level of stability. Yeah. And when you have that, then like the sky's the limit. And, and Amelia and I already have that. And for us, mm-hmm. swinging was easy. Being more down to fuck was much easier for us. It was, yeah. The internal work and the growth came as soon as we started figuring out how to do this with emotional connections to people. And I have an update on their weekend with Dan and Caitlin. I'm told it did not go well, uh, but it clarified many things. And they're moving forward with Caitlin. So now they're a committed thruple. You can follow them on their journey. Just visit marriage-redefined.com. Okay, next time on Consenting Adults, it's the Chinese hot wife who describes herself as a queen of spades. Queen of space means uh, women that are only interested in black men. Oh, okay. And then um, what was the other term you told me? You're a size queen. What does that mean? It means uh, I like large size peanuts. <laughs> That's what it means. Okay. Yeah. So you are into the BBC. Yeah, that's right. That's next time on Consenting Adults. <laughs>